Hey, <laughs> I watched you. And welcome to another episode of the Dice Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. I'm at Dynasty Madman. He's FFBlitz. And that's at Shane is the worst. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Shane is the worst. And Shane, Shane, Shane Manila. Manila. What's the matter, Shane? What is that face for? It's just weird when someone else introduces you. <laughs> so then go ahead, introduce yourself. I'm a chain is the worst on Twitter. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, and the reason I was laughing was the way that Jeremy was doing the introduction with the video and all that stuff. But you looked like you were totally confused, like you didn't know what was going on. <laughs> It's because yeah, it should be at Shane is the best. And you always have to think, you're like, hey, wait a second. At Shane, at Shane is the worst. You're trying to be ironic. confused, very, uh, very not par for the course. <laughs> you know, it's funny when you mention like uh, Twitter handles and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if you guys uh, saw, but um, Felix, Felix Sharp from Campus to Canton, mm-hmm. he just tweeted uh, yeah. today about that we should normalize using your Twitter handles as your fantasy football team name. And when you just mentioned that about Shane's the worst, you know, I've been doing that for years. My All my fantasy team names yep. are at FF Blitz. Yeah. But or you put it in in the in like parentheses so people know who you are. Yeah. Well, that is what some people said too. I saw a couple people suggest that. I've always that's, just did at FF Blitz. But uh, Shane, you do like different names for different things all the time. It's However, usually just, but it's usually a variation of Shane or Shane is the worst or Shane is still bad. Shane is awful. <laughs> Uh, but those are theme leagues where there's a theme, so you come up with a name for your team that yeah. fits the theme a lot well, of times, well, like a uh, funny theme or a oh, okay. movie so like, theme or something like that. Yeah, I'm only in, I think, one like themed league, that, uh, and it's a boxing one, so I'm the Filipino Flash. Um, that's well, no, one. I mean, just like Manziel, Manziel's meth leagues. Um, um, meth uh, league, yeah, we, yeah. We, we all have names in that. To, so I'm just saying like sometimes we, we're in leagues where there's – kind of a premise or a theme or something funny and then so you 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 jump on the bandwagon with some creative team name and then in parentheses at dynasty madman or whatever so people know you know who to send their trades to but you're saying normalize it so that the team if we're all three in a league it's at ff blitz versus at chain is the worst versus at dynasty madman right yeah i'm assuming like, what, what he was saying i mean part of the part of what i got out of what he said it, it happens to me all the time when you're in like a um like a group me chat with your league as opposed to like a twitter dm because then when you're in a group me chat it's the people's names and then, like half the time, I don't know who I'm talking to in the group me chat at, in relation to the league. You know, like they'll say, "Hey, send me an offer," and then you see his name is like Bob Smith, and I'm like, "Well, I don't know which team you you are." You know, so I know on group me I changed it to FF Blitz. Also, I agree with it though. I mean, I think it's a good thing to do. I mean, in leagues like this where you you know everyone, or even if you don't, I mean, everybody's on Twitter that you know, we have these threads with, why not? At least in parentheses, I think you have to do it because maybe you do want a team name, right? But yeah. I don't know. I don't I, know who you are, bro. Back in the day, I used to use like Disturbed because I like that band or, you know, I'd be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I did one of the Disturbed was the one I did the most. But, you know, speaking of Campus to Canton, Shane, before we talk about the news, why don't you tell everybody about our sponsor, Campus to Canton? We have a sponsor by the name of Campus to Canton. Um, use promo code HQ and save 10% on their wonderful, wonderful, wonderful website. Um, awesome rankings, awesome articles, 
awesome, uh, what do you call that, ADP, awesome tools, great site, um, especially for uh, hardcore players of uh, Campus Canton Leagues or just Devi even, really. But if you're a fantasy dude, dynasty dude, or dudette, um, go ahead and check out Campus Canton. Not a dudette. That sounds horrible. <laughs> There's got to be some other, like, gal. Just girl, oh, woman, shit. lady, Is chick, chick ma'am, okay? ma'am. You know, ma'am. Jeremy, no. if we let him Dynasty just go ma'am. down the hole, he's going to just keep going down, down. No. Eventually going to offend everyone on earth. <laughs> you know what? It is. Generally, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny if you think about it. We've been, you know, we, we never miss a week. There has been a few weeks now where we've been doing Patreon only shows, um, but we're always here every single week. It feels like we haven't done news in like months, though. It seems like every show we jump right into whoever the guests are. In the off season, we always have all the guests and the you know the mocks and all that stuff. But it feels like it's been months since we had some news. So, is any of this stuff some news? Yeah, I was gonna say, is it is it newsworthy news, Shane? Well, here here's so you know me. Usually, I don't like it's not the news that I like so much. It's the existential meaning behind the news um, that always gets me. So. The first one that caught my eye is uh, Zach Wilson has struggled with accuracy uh, during the Jets. Ooh, big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, what this reminds me of is uh, every year um, without fail, we, we find players that we're going to like, right? New guys, they're, they're going to improve over that last year. Um, mm-hmm. And then they don't. And then they don't. They just don't. Fizzle out. Well, it's funny. I was gonna, I was gonna say objection hearsay because that doesn't really seem like news. It says that he's struggling. Isn't that just someone's opinion? Objection. <laughs> well, from all the I trial mean, stuff no, with I Johnny mean, Depp possibly. and everything, I was like, objection hearsay. You know? No, I think you can tell when someone's um uh, not completing passes. Well, it says struggling with accuracy, so it just I don't know. I guess you're right. Generally, that that means because he keeps missing people. I mean, when you have that guy, that quarterback, that had that great last year of football for his college team. I mean, there there are red flags thrown up when that kind of thing happens. We 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 know about them, like the one year wonder superstar guy that you know. And that and that's that's basically him. What's the existential story behind it, or whatever that you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> just just how that. you know every year we, we get all optimistic about how things are going to get better um, <laughs> for players that we like that we want to do well, and then they just don't. Sometimes, a lot of times, they just don't improve because well, it's the player themselves. It's not actually good. Um, and it really doesn't have much to do with their situation as much as we like to say it's a situational, uh, you know, it's, we blame things on the situation. We assume like a weakness is just, they need to grow right. or develop or become, um, you know, finally become better at something, but maybe they've maxed out and they're just not good at that. Yeah. Coming out of the draft, everybody was so excited for the Jets. They said they had the best draft. They got all these pieces and all that kind of stuff. Is, is that now going to be Jets fans are going to start going backwards again and not being excited about their team or anything? Or or is this just something that it's OTAs and he'll get out of it and he'll be better? And are you are you throwing him away now? Are you trading him or, or getting rid of him? Or what yeah. are you doing? Yeah. I'm literally putting no stock into any of this. Uh, it's OTA news. Um but I just thought it was funny. Why are we talking about it? Well, I I explained to you why, because it's just, you know, kind of, this is the season, right? Where hope still springs eternal. Um, Just remember that it can also go the other way. And a lot of times it does go the other way. Like if players are bad, generally, they just kind of remain bad. 
You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like Devontae Adams turning into a, a career a stud in his fourth year or whatever. That's not typical of what happens. Usually if you're bad, you just kind of remain bad at, you know, at, at football and you don't get that much better, even if your situation improves. Well, it's funny. I was going to say when we when I mentioned that we're going to start with news again, where we haven't in a while, it also seems like this is the first week of June. It also seems like this is the time when all these kind of stories pop up because there's really nothing else to talk about with NFL. You know, so they're talking about the OTAs and some of these players. But, you know, maybe he'll get better in the next month or two. I know what you say. You don't generally, but isn't that what this is for? Isn't that what the OTAs are for and the off season's for and the practices are for is to start to gel with the yeah, players around yeah. you? So, yeah, yeah. Like you, you look, but how much weight would I put into it? If, if, you know, the, the reports were that he's great, <laughs> he looks 110% better compared to last year. You know what I mean? Like Jarvis Landry's killing the, the, the OTAs. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Okay. That would be great, though, if that stuff like that. Well, then the easier kind of news stories are the injury news stories. You know, you have uh, James Robinson's story here coming off of uh, his Achilles injury, right? Yeah, James Robinson's running, um, not at full speed. So I'm, I guess he's jogging. He's jogging, I guess. <laughs> um, they, they called it re, uh, running on the field. But if it's not full speed, you're just jogging or speed walking. So yeah, either yeah, way. If it's heel to toe, it's walking. If it's you're on the balls of your feet then you're running so hopefully yeah. he's at least on the you know the front of his foot and running because you know you're not supposed to run on your heels like that's bad <laughs> he's uh i didn't know that <laughs> yeah he he's speed walking so <laughs> me and james robinson are both basically having the same otas <laughs> these guys coming back from achilles injuries i don't know about you guys but i i think it's incredible that these uh, running backs um, in particular, but athletes at that kind of a level of play come back from, I mean, the, the atrocious knee injuries, um, all, all those ligaments, you know, having your knee completely reconstructed and then an Achilles, which used to be, I mean, there's a whole joke about it, you know, the Achilles, right. It's, I mean, not, not a joke. It goes back a long time, but it's like, that's the thing that like, you never want that to happen to you. And we have guys coming back like Cam Akers and now James Robinson, um, Dante Foreman, right? Or Dante, sorry, Foreman. Um, these guys coming back from Achilles tears, like complete tears and, and, and repairs, and then running again as a running back in the NFL, not just walking again, running again, playing with their kids. I mean, they're playing in the NFL hmm. um, as maybe starting running backs. That's incredible. I, I, I don't know. I'm just really, really shocked that these guys can come back and play at that level. Like I had low expectations for Cam Akers. I like him, but I, I was like, once he got well, that Achilles injury, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign off on acquiring more shares of this guy. If that's an Achilles. That's, that's a death sentence, you know? Well, I mean, if you go by how he looked last year, you, you wouldn't have been wrong. He looked like it's <laughs> <laughs> crap on a stick when yeah, he, back, he wasn't, so. wasn't too good. Yeah. It's funny with James Robinson. How much did he miss last year? Was that injury like early? Games or something I was going to say, was it early games? on? No, no, no. He missed. I can't he remember. played all 16 games. He got injured. Uh, oh, so, yes. yeah, <laughs> Who am I thinking about? Week. I have no idea. Strike that from the record. But the yeah, thing I, is I'm then. Not sure. James Robinson. Well, if that's the case, then that's even more amazing, Jeremy, because then you're saying that you're you're inside yeah, six months ago. Months. Yeah. yeah, it's that's crazy. Insane. That's yeah. Like, yeah, he played fourteen games, so he's not even four months or uh, five months removed from it. So, and I remember yeah. ETN with you know the Liz Frank, you know he he missed the entire Jaguar season, which we we celebrate with him because he missed 
all of Urban Meyer's season. He missed all of the drama and all of this. I mean, he was there for parts of it, but he wasn't playing and he didn't have to embrace anything that the team was doing. Um, and I understand him coming back. That's a lingering injury. I don't worry about him. I'm excited about that. But yeah, Robinson, wow, five months. That's even more incredible that he's even, you know, walking. Speed walking. Yeah. Speed walking. <laughs> On his heels, right. So, and then of course, the last bit of news there has to be an Eagles player. <laughs> it's Jalen. No, no, oh, yeah. yeah. no, 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 it's not. It's on um, Nick uh, Steichen. Uh, I'm sorry, Shane Steichen will continue to call plays for the Eagles in 2022. Apparently, he was calling plays in, uh, took over like mid season last year, play calling. So, he's Run a heavy big right? running guy. Yeah. So, but again, I mean, that offense has little to do with what this offense is going to look like since they got the receiver, uh, Mr. A.J. Brown. Oh, you think A.J. Brown's going to make them go from run heavy to, to pass heavy with Jalen Hurts and the whole shebang? I was hoping they'd stay run heavy because that might mean something for your boy, Miles Sanders. <laughs> i give up a mile. Give up. <laughs> you gave up on it. What about Carson Strong? I'm hoping for him. To <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he can't even walk. He can't he walk yet, but he he's already worse than James Robinson. already a better Robinson passer than Jalen Hurts five months ago. <laughs> hey, job. listen, Shane's I took him in so six rounds. He's going to become a non-Eagles fan again. <laughs> I, I took Shane, him in... if, if Carson Strong takes over Jalen Hurts' job, are you going to become a, a, a non-Eagles fan again? <laughs> no, Remember that? I'll be an Eagles times. fan, but it'll <laughs> suck because that'll mean that the Eagles are in bad shape. If my, if my dude Carson Strong's your starting quarterback, things are going <laughs> very wayward on you. I'm going to be dancing all over the place yeah. with my sixth round picks. Um, <laughs> so, you yeah, know, yeah. one one of the things that we put back on the show sheet is Shane's Twitter bits. And, um, it's funny because Shane, like you said, right before we we you we put these show sheets together while we're getting ready for the show a lot of times. And the Twitter bit that you put up was a tweet that you actually put out ten minutes before the show started. And um and it's it's funny because I had marked it on my on my phone too, because I wanted to ask you about it. And I think it's pretty interesting because with with it being June first, two days ago, so this is the beginning of June, uh for it's us. Only June. Yeah, for us with the with the with the HQ leagues, all five of them, we have one rookie draft left. So it, it's it's getting to that point where we're going to start doing other things. And you tweeted about setting your lineups and getting prepared for your rosters and starting lineups this far out. So what what was the tweet exactly that you sent out? Man, the description was longer than the actual tweet. Yeah, well, uh, that's the, the way. The if, if not, look, if if, 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 if it was really short, then this podcast would be six minutes long, okay? So <laughs> you have to tee it up somehow. Because if you just read it, then I people submit. will be falling asleep. So go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, that's just mean. I submit starting lineups in June. <laughs> Obviously, they're not concrete. I do like to project my ideal lineup and then plan accordingly for any weaknesses. sink to the bottom. <laughs> Doesn't mean I make any rash trade offers, but in a game largely based on projections, why wouldn't you project your starting lineup? Uh, Even though it's your tweet, yes. it sounds funny that you're reading it. Like it sounds like you're reading somebody's <laughs> note that read, they wrote to us or something. I, lo- I submit starting lineups in June. Obviously, they're not concrete. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry that I tried to explain it first. For some reason, times now. Yeah, one of the few times in my life that I enunciate is when I'm reading something. The rest of the time, I'm just kind of a mumble mouth. 
Can you imagine if this was one of those kind of podcasts where we wrote scripts for the show? I mean, my stomach hurts half the time laughing, listening to the things you say, but I don't know if you were just well, reading a it script. It doesn't I mean know. I make any rash trade-offs, <laughs> but in a game largely based on projections, why wouldn't you project your starting lineup? Okay, so, all right, enough. <laughs> no, listen. So, so then talk about this. What is, can you explain it in words without it sounding like you're reading it? <laughs> Yeah, we I mean, say we're good. There's, there's, there's just partly there's this thing, right? When everyone like, oh, it's the off season, you don't have to worry about your starting lineups. Which I, I, I get to a point, but I kind of hate when people say that because it's yeah. not true. You should kind of always be worried about your starting lineup. Like, what, what do you mean yeah. you're not worried you about know your what starting it is. lineup? <clears throat> exactly. Like, I, I, I just, I just, I have, I never understood that that concept of oh, I don't worry about my starting lineup until you know until three minutes before week one like oh, okay well i guess that makes you tougher than me um you know like real men don't cry either but i cry so i guess i'm not a real man so i guess i'm not a real dynasty player because i set my lineups i do and um it's nice i got a little support from the community a couple people not a lot you know a couple people have liked it a couple people have uh, agreed that yeah i do this too i do it after every trade um, and then someone said they do it just to annoy their league mates, which I get too. I love that. That's, that's, you know, that's just bonus <laughs> points. Like just resetting and setting a lineup and setting it and setting it again, 150 <laughs> times before the season starts. I, I do kind of appreciate that that would annoy people. Cause I like to annoy people too. The, be- the best nice. part of that, there's so many different things about what you just said, but that last little bit, if you're saying you, you're, you're actually only annoying one person because the only person that's seeing that lineup is whoever on the schedule is the person you play in week one. So that person is getting all your lineup announcements over and over again. Um, I think it's funny to set your lineup in June. (laughs) I love it. I mean, you know, you got to do it. What I was going to say is commissioner. That's a D that's, that's not a default setting actually. Um, at least with MFL. So every year when I flip the leagues over and I put all the things in and give people abilities, one of the abilities I always turn on is set up lineups because I've been doing that forever. Um, like it's even during rookie drafts, like, or, or free agent drafts or stuff like that. Like I go in there, I don't actually push the button. I just go submit line up and then I it lets you put in the players that you and then you say okay good I have 11 starters I'm good here here whatever um I don't know I never really thought to actually hit the submit lineup it's funny that you keep hitting the submit lineup but uh I've always thought that that was a good tool to use however you do it whether it's a trade or or drafts or anything like that um but even uh, yeah but, I, look I like I like to hit submit the lineup because then um I don't have to sit there and count it correctly. You know what I mean? Like I'm like, all right, that's eleven. And then and then if I hit submit and it's like error, you've selected eleven. This is a start seven. I'm like, okay, well that's too many. That's definitely too many. Oh but also, my God. I mean, I like going down. Part of the reason I like I like going down, right? Because I liked it, I liked it in my mind and, and then see it visually. I'm a visual person. Right. Um, there's a stormtrooper. There's a stormtrooper behind Jeremy. What the hell? <laughs> and he's muted too, so we can't hear what he's saying. <laughs> oh, a little cosplay over here at the Broen household. No, that's my son. He decided to sneak up on me with his mask on. That's funny. I like looking at the roster, right? And uh-huh. then I like, you know, again, I, I'm a visual person, so I need to see it. I need to see, all right, well, this I have 
13 guys that I'd be comfortable with starting on. A yeah. Start, like whatever it would <laughs> in be. flex, I have eight dudes I could plug in and flex. Right. Like, and then sometimes, you know, it, it'll give me the opposite feels. I'll, I'll go into a league and I'll go, wait a minute, there's 15 guys that I could legitimately be okay with starting. Yeah. Well, let's take the quarterbacks obviously out of the equation and running backs. Cause those are usually pretty stock, right? Like there's going to be two quarterbacks and generally two to three running backs that I'm like, all right, these are the only guys I want to start at this position. It, obviously I want some backups at running back, but at the wide receiver, I'm like, do I have too many guys where I'm going to be confused every week where I'm going to go, ah, shit, I got nine guys that I need yeah. to start in five spots and I'm not going to be able to tell the difference. Is it time to consolidate? Or, hey, I have, I have seven wide receiver threes. Maybe I should cha- trade a couple right. of these for something else I right. need, like a tight end or a running back. Really? I mean, and then, and then that gives right. you the time right. in the off season to work on it. You know, uh, Shane, one thing that you said, I, in my mind, when we were talking about hitting the submit, I'm thinking about all of our leagues where, you know, you start 10, you start 11, whatever. The only time I do what you say where I hit submit just so I could see that error is in IDP leagues. Because in IDP leagues, you have to start like, in a couple of my leagues, you start like 22 players, you know? And and sometimes it, it can only be two DTs or three linebackers or whatever. And then you, you think you set up a right lineup and then it tells you, oh, you're off by a defensive player or whatever. I don't usually have that problem with offensive only, but with when you have that many starters in an IDP, <laughs> Jeremy just has like all these different guests popping in on him. Now, he, <laughs> is that a dog or is that one of your kids cosplaying again? That's awesome. That's Scarlet. That's our eight-month-old sheepadoodle. That she she somehow got down here and ran straight for me. That's awesome. But uh, she's not supposed to be down here, but she she loves it down here. So you do that too, then, Jeremy. So all three of us look at the starting lineups yeah, I, and stuff I think, like that. Yeah, yeah, I think you have to because it's different. And you know, we're in a lot of leagues, and some of them are vanilla, like a lot of maybe similar settings. Oh, there's the tight end premium, and it's super flex, and maybe it's one to eight starters or Perhaps you need two running backs, three wide receivers. And I was just having a conversation with somebody this week when we were um, looking at settings for a new Ohio league that we're doing, um, talking through like this, what would give, uh, you know, result in more strategy. But regardless, there's just different settings. But, you know, the biggest thing is that can you start 9, 10, 11, 12? I mean, we're in leagues that have crazy settings. And, you know, it does it does matter like what your depth is. And I think it just helps me visualize it by submitting a lineup or looking at who I would put in on a given week. And knowing that I have uh, backups at wide receiver, running back, tight end that I'd be comfortable with. And then as soon as we have the schedules, the NFL schedules, um, kind of looking ahead at bye weeks and seeing how that's going to shake out, too. I think that's important. I mean, I don't spend a ton of time on that, but, um, you know, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a. Uh, there's a lot of fun to be had in that. And I, I do think that it leads to trading like um, who you're going to trade away and maybe trade for positionally just to, you know, maybe go for a playoff run. You know, you need another position. So yeah, I'm all for it. I think it's funny that Shane tweeted that. How, how much traction did that tweet get? Cause I didn't see the, the result. I just see that you sent it out. It was uh, it, not a lot. It was, but it was also I mean, relatively like a couple of people commented. But it was also relatively new. You did it like it was like ten minutes before the show or so. It's not like it's been out there for three hours. Oh, okay. Um, you yeah, know, I, generally, um, what I found is my football tweets don't do as well as um, when I tweet things like "boobies are nice." <laughs> <laughs> then I get a lot of engagement. A lot of engagement. Pull the Mitchell Trubisky. I like titties oh or something God. when you're in your senior year of high school when you're drunk and freaking. Oh just my leave God. It for- 
for you, four years. You know, there is one thing that you did say, Jeremy, that we didn't really touch on too much, but the 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 fantasy, I mean, the NFL schedule was released, what, three weeks ago, I guess it was, um, rec- very recently. Uh, but that is another- In the last a- month, yeah. Yeah, that's another aspect with your lineups that go along with what Shane's saying when you check in your starting lineups by doing that, because before the schedule- came out, you know, your team may say, oh, I have three starting quarterbacks on my roster, you know, and then all of a sudden the schedule comes out and two of them are off on the same week, you know, so you have to make some decisions based on the the NFL schedule too, you know, I don't know. Did you guys look one of the things borrowed from redraft, you know? Yeah, but did you look too deep? I mean, not a ton, but it, I think it's a holdover. It's like a dinosaur or an ar- artifact left over from redraft leagues. Remember? Because, you know, well, I- if you do one now, you, you kind of pay attention. You're like, well, I want a backup quarterback. I don't need three. It's not, let's say it's a one quarterback um, redraft league and you only need one, but you, you look for your backup quarterbacks to not have the same bye week if possible, right? So it becomes a str- one of the cool things about redraft is the bye week strategy. There's not much else. I mean, it, it's fun to be in a redraft league, no offense, but like that's the one of the things that you have to pay uh, critical attention to. In a startup draft, if you're doing it after the NFL schedule came out, you're kind of looking at that a little bit. If you're trying to be like you and me, Blitz, that year one, year two window where you want to win top heavy, you want to go in and win and then kind of recycle and, and maybe keep your keep a dynasty going. But, um, you know, you you do look at that. But it's funny. It's an artifact from redraft because otherwise in a startup, I don't care this season what bye weeks are if i just want the best players and i you know that on my team going forward it's it's almost two in the weeds yeah. so anyway it's just something that i never forgot from drafting redraft to at least look at it, it's burned me but I, I think it's just funny that i still look at that and i don't play redraft very much at all yeah i look I at it but what were you gonna say shane i, I, I don't look at it I, li- I generally don't even have an idea if the two quarterbacks are on the same bye week until like the bye week <laughs> that is two or, two or three weeks beforehand because frankly i don't care when i'm building my roster like yeah, yeah. Saying. like it literally has no bearing like even in redraft that wasn't something even in redraft except at the quarterback position if you know but generally i'd only draft one yeah. I, I didn't really care about a buy because quite frankly i'd prefer all my buys to be on one week so if they just happen to be anyway i i could live with that I didn't think of it in terms of like a, a startup or anything like that. I I was thinking of it in terms of my roster right now, my my teams that I have right now. And and it's funny, we always say how everybody has different ways to approach it, but for me, the the day that the schedule's out, that's the first thing I do. I look at all my rosters to see where I where if if there's some kind of conflicts with the players. I'm not saying that I run out and go trade for a quarterback that day, but to me it is interesting and it it is something that when you talk about Shane about being in June and starting to look at your rosters and trying to get ready for the season, that's one of the things that I look at, you know, because it could be a problem. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So what are you saying? You're going to punt that week uh, instead of bothering to try to trade for a quarterback. You're not going to, or, or you do one I mean, quarterback that week instead of two, you know, you put in a different player. Yeah. Yeah, most of the time what I found anyway is if I'm trading for a quarterback, it's going to be a low-level guy that's only going to get me somewhere, you know, if I'm lucky, 20 points, right? Like if if he really hits 20 points. But it's probably a guy that's going to give you somewhere between 10 and 15. Hopefully you have someone on your bench. And that's, again, when I'm setting lineups, that's another thing that I do in week one is I go, all right, well, what's my lineup look like when I have two quarterbacks? 
what's my lineup look like with the one quarterback? What's my lineup look like when, you know what I mean? Like if these two running backs were out, what's my, Mm -hmm. uh, there's always that week that there's always that week where you get stuck with one quarterback. It seems like you can plan ahead, maybe an injury or something. It it happens from time to time, no matter what you plan for, but it's like, you never want to be like, especially the super flex zero quarterbacks available. And you're, you're running out of backup that you're like, just the only way this guy gets any action is if the the starter gets hurt, you know, on the first drive or something like, (laughs) and you get, you're dead in the water and you're just starting him to as a placeholder for your, lineup that week yeah and then you gotta hope you know um but uh i don't know it's just i think it's interesting to to think about all the different aspects and all the different things that people do to prepare for the season and and that was always you know what else i did too is when i would see like shane you just mentioned you would love it if all your players had the same bye week you know a lot of times if Mm -hmm. there is a certain week where like more than half my roster is on a bye that week i always go to the schedule to see who i'm playing that week also like what team is it a really shitty team or is it a really good team like am i gonna lose that week based on what i think their roster looks like i don't know those are the kind of things i look at i i can see shane where you're the kind of person that five minutes before the game you're looking at that but you also have too many teams i don't have as many teams as you you know yeah i mean like so i'll go through i mean that's just 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 the weekly whatever we do right so i start setting my lineups to that what monday night for the next week, as soon as the game's over, like I'm like, all right, hurry up, or I'll, I'll just start doing it. Uh, you know, push the forward button so it's the next week, and I'll go, ah, oh, shit, I got five guys off next week. All right, well, those are loss. <laughs> like, I, literally, that's it. That's that's go through my head. I'm like, all right, well, fine, that's a loss. All right, good enough. See, Bye. but if you have so many leagues, you can afford to do it that way. There's a lot of people that listen to us well, right no, now. They I, don't have that many leagues. You know? Even still, if I have one league. Well, in one league, obviously, I'd be a little. More I was going like, to say, oh, yeah. okay, but like even then, what am I going to do? Like in, in dynasty, like how am I going to prepare for that? Other than obviously, yeah, you can trade third round, have a bunch of third round picks so that you can trade for random running backs, and make sure you're always working the waiver wire. But that's stuff I do anyway, right? You know what I mean? So like, I just kind of feel like in my general preparation, you know, I'm going through waivers every week for 45 leagues or whatever, um, and I'm always looking for players to pick up. So I'm already going through the general preparations anyway. It's funny to talk about this kind of stuff because I used to, there was a time in my life where it was like an obsession, like in the off season, that's all I was doing was trying to tweak every little piece of like my home league team, like every little thing. Yeah. Anything I could do in June or July. And now, you know, it's, it's a lot different now. So, you know, but speaking of people's rosters and tweaking things and everything, one of the things we talk about every week on the show is our Patreon account. And, you know, I always throw it to Shane, say, hey, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon. Um, and one of the things that we were going to talk to talk about, one of the topics we had, is something that we offer to our Patreons, and we were going to kind of throw it into the show today. So, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreon, and then we'll talk about what we're going to do. Hey, we got a Patreon account. You get bonus episodes, swag. I actually wrote out uh, several envelopes. I'm very excited. Wrote down their addresses. Going to send these out. Um, So uh, Jim, Kurt, and uh, Corey, uh, just know that uh, you're probably going to get, well, nothing next week because there's a good chance this mail's going to get returned to me for not enough postage. But by the second or third time I do this, you'll definitely get swag. So you'll be getting your stickers and koozies. Um, and obviously, look, you get the Uncensored podcast, you get the bonus podcast, you get 
written content and blah, 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 all that good stuff. And uh, group me chat um, and access to me at all hours. Uh, and what we're about to do right now, right? <laughs> what is it that we're yeah, about that's to do the other right thing now? Is- <laughs> He, yeah, he said everything that we do except for the thing we're about to talk about. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. We'll dive in the rosters, obviously. <laughs> dive in the teams. If you want to shoot an email to us, uh, send it to us, DM it, whatever. We'll go through it. Um, like we got uh, Kevin S. this week. He uh, he sent us his roster, and um, I've got some opinions. So what he said uh, – now, did he write this – uh, to, to us where it says, I'm going to take this Patreon status on a test drive. I'm at my point in a rebuild where I've middled my team and I'm not sure which way to take it. So he's asking our opinion of what he should do and where he should go with it. And it's a full PPR, super flex, tight end premium. Start 10. All right. So that's a, that's a little bit easier. Like when we talk about the start 10, 11, 12, you know, um, and he put here the roster requirements for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, stuff like that. So do we do this privately? Like right now we're going to do this on the show, but our patrons, if they ask us this, we send them some stuff and, and go over this. So why don't we do that right now so that people can see what we're doing? Shane. Amen. Shane, what do you think? No, uh, what am I though? But I don't know what you're doing. I this roster. Yeah, but Shane what was. What, Shane what do you was, think the optimal starting lineup is? He was looking away. He wasn't so, paying yeah, attention. I, I went through his roster, <laughs> and what I always like to do, um, just obviously, like I said, I, I, I like to set lineups and see, like, what's the optimal starting lineup? Um, and I did that, and it made me feel very bad. Oh. Um, so his optimal, optimal starting lineup is Fields and Jameis Winston. Uh, CEH and Sony Michelle, uh, AJ Brown, Jerry Judy, Mike Williams, Garrett Wilson. Uh, I went with Robert Woods. Um, I mm-hmm. guess he could have gone with Jamison Williams. Um, and then TJ Hawkinson, which is uh, not bad in a two point PPR for a tight end. Yeah, the running backs, um, the optimal starting lineup for running backs is suboptimal. Um, for sure. Yeah. And if, I mean, if you look at his running backs, he's got Burkett, Carter. Hilaire, Ingram, Jones, Michelle, Patterson, Tony Pollard, and Ramondre Stevenson. So, Pollard. so we always talk about how, or not we, but a lot in the community talk about how easy it is to hit on running backs, right? Like, oh, just you just pick up a backup running back and you start them one week. You know, they, there was a tweet out last week that listed like all the running backs that were running back ones uh, last year, and it was just a shit pile, right? It was just yeah. a bunch of dudes that you were like, oh god, no. Problem is, is you have to know which ones to start and when to start, unless it's best ball. Um, and looking at Kevin S's roster, I, um, yeah, I mean, we need injuries, obviously, right? And that's the position where we would have him as at running back. But I'd like at least one anchor running back, and he doesn't. He doesn't even have that. He doesn't have like the one, the one linchpin for it. I, I do like that he has Michael Carter. Um, I think you know he's gonna get. He's going to play, and he he did well at the end of last year. I like that he has Ronald Jones too in Kansas City. I don't I don't like, 
you know, the, the other case uh, Casey running back CEH very much, but um, I like that he has Corderell Patterson. I mean, if he can continue um, being used like he did last year and Tony Pollard. So, I mean, there's, there's some comfort in knowing that he might have some players to supplement that, that lineup, but yeah, he doesn't have like one or two guys that, you know, you're going to start week in and week out. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, there's, there's generally 12 to 14 teams in a league, right? You hope to have one of the top, 15 running backs right as 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 your your linchpin like you called it your your anchor like i called it your your like no one called it um you want at least one like no one for roster construction you want at least one top 15 i think right and and then you can live with uh back end widers excuse me back end running back two high end running back threes a couple of them if you got that but when you don't even have one it's it's that that running back position is a very frightening thing. It's it's different when you're starting, you know. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor's a, a super high one. So let's just say, um, give me another top twelve running back from last year. Even Ezekiel Elliott, and then your next running back is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You'd feel a lot better about that than it being Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Sony Michelle. Yeah, and he's it's allowed nice to, to have st- the depth here. He's allowed to start up to five running backs, but he has to start two. So that's the other problem, yeah, you know. When you when yeah, you have that, when I was no, well, but, as I was gonna say is when I was looking at his roster too. That's the first thing I tried to do based on the starting requirements is go. All right, well, how many running backs can I fill this up? Because right. in my mind, I usually see how many running backs do I have to start, and then I, I subtract them after right. that. Um, little process in my head yeah start nine with one you you have to start one running back instead of two then you're fine with you know one so i I think with a start two it's okay if you have two running back twos like two top 24 guys but not and he's got some in here but it's just a little it's not it's definitely not strong enough trade two or three of these guys for one like so figure out a trade to get like you know, that one guy, like you're saying, that's a top 12, a uh, running back one or a top 15 anyway guy. The what? other problem with this roster, first of all, I can't see the tight ends. It's not on the screen. Um, it's it, it is. no scroll down. I'm scroll down. scrolling. It doesn't show it. Oh, uh, the they, page break. Yeah, they disappeared. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say it disappeared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what I was going to say that's was the, the fact that. Um, that oh there you go oh yeah when you make it smaller yeah, then there it shows right there. okay there you go so then so he doesn't have any other tight end either other than the TJ Hawkinson because it does say you yeah. can start one to four tight ends so I was trying to see if he can make up for it in a different position you know but uh, um, yeah no and, and then in trust the- me and that was that was the, the obviously with the two point tight end PPR that's the first thing my eyes went to I right went to, well, how many tight ends can we start and then I said. One. Yeah. We can start one. Um, you can okay. start four, but we only have one here to start. Also, you know, the yeah, fact that he has an FA on his yeah. roster, too. You know, Antonio Brown, you know, I, I uh, sometimes the FAs, you can sit there and say, oh, you know, maybe this guy's going to come back. But, I mean, do we really think Antonio Brown's going to be playing this year? You know, so he, he... – I haven't cut him from a couple rosters, so uh, I'm just going to put that out there, all right? Yeah. I got a couple rosters. Do you think – just on a side note, uh, you know, you haven't cut him because there's nothing better to put there or you haven't cut him because you believe that he's going to possibly have an opportunity to come back? No, nah, anywhere he's on my roster, it's because I just – there's no one else better to pick up. 
That's what I was to say. Because I don't think he's going like, to come. I don't uh, think somebody's going to okay. give him a chance. It's like, oh, Jordan Howard's on the, the waiver wire. And I guess, yeah, Jordan Howard's a running back. So you should have a running back on your roster, but he's a free agent. I'm like, eh. Yeah. I get Kevin's it. quarterbacks, too, like Kevin, bro, Winston and Fields. Man, it's a little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then. Eddie Bridgewater and Drew Locke. <laughs> I like how Jeremy just slips it in there about the quarterbacks while we're talking about something else. No, but, no, no. So, I, I mean, suboptimal, optimal lineup. <laughs> so what, what? All right. So what? What are we going to um, suggest that that he do with this roster? Are we going to tell him to trade well, away stuff? I mean, so what are we going to say here? Well, yeah. So I was going to look at the one area that is a relative strength of his roster. It's wide receiver, but even that. I mean, he's got one guy that I would consider a legitimate wide receiver one in A.J. Brown. Right. right. And he's going to have to be patient, too, on top of what you just said, because he's got Garrett Wilson and Jamison Williams and some yeah. young, younger players. He's got Judy hopefully coming back like that. So he's got some young profile receivers. I mean, so I, I would st- I don't think this team is anywhere near competing. Um, and by near, I'm mean, not like yet. It's, yeah. it's got no shot. Um <laughs> If I'm him, I, I'm honestly trading absolutely everything of value. Um, Cashing it all in, huh? And Nothing just to work with. Rerolling the dice. Um, it would be interesting to know what I, picks I, he has also. You know, what, like what future yeah, I messaged him and Yeah, I messaged him. I hadn't heard back yet. So when we hear back from him, I'll, 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 I'll let you guys know. But, yeah, just looking at this roster, when I read off that optimal starting lineup, that, that should pretty much tell you that's not – that's, you know, like if that's if your optimal starting lineup, if you, you, you got to squint to think that it's a 500 team, it's not great. Now, if you have picks, obviously, if it's a lot of young guys, that, that's that's fine. His wide receivers are young. That's really the only place that he's young at. Yeah, right. Um, I trade any of the quarterbacks, any of the running backs. Um, I, you know, keep the, the young wide receivers, the, the rookies, may, maybe. But that then again, those are going to be some of his highest cash out items like um, highest items of value. And then, you know, Hawkinson, I mean, yeah, you almost have to kind of go all out, <laughs> all cash out on, on, on everything. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd hold on. Say. Obviously I'd hold on the Hawk until the season. Um, Cause I, I think he's going to have a much better season than he did last year. So I think his, his value would increase and he's still incredibly young at, at tight end fields um, fields. You know, I, I'm concerned about, but generally I'd hold on to him if I, you know, like my roster. Um, but on a roster like this, I think I would get out because he's yeah. got so much just stuff that's not really tradable. It's not going right to help now. him unless Fields hits because right. he needs to trade away Winston and, and maybe Locke if Locke's a starter. Trade away. I mean, it's if he can because it's not going to help him either. And the running backs aren't long-term assets either way. Um, he's just got the two rookie wide receivers and and Hawkinson. I'd like to build like keep those three, Garrett Wilson, you know, Jamison Wilson, um, Williams, sorry, and and TJ Hawkinson. But it probably wouldn't happen for him like that with um, what he has to trade away and what he what he hopes to re- get a return on. Those are like the highest return items right there. It's an interesting it's an interesting time to do it too because you know how we've all been talking about the twenty three draft is a great draft to go into, you know if he's able to move. I hope pieces. he has. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and, and real quick, um, he noted on his waiver wire, and I do like these moves: um, picking up Snoop, D O Double G, Connor, 
um, <laughs> Jacksonville running back, right? Yeah, Ty Chandler, Minnesota running back, and Tommy Tremble, tight end. Only thing is dropping Tyler Conklin. Um, no, I would not drop Tyler Conklin, even though I just made fun of him. Nice. On a roster like this, you've got wide receivers that you can go let go of. Like, I'm not particularly a fan of Brian Edwards because, well, he's not good at football or Antonio um, Brown. <laughs> he's showing Antonio you Brown. he's showing you three players that he's ne- dropping and and keeping the FA. You know. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he's got players he can drop over that he isn't dropping. I'd hold on to Tyler Conklin because he's a tight end in a two point PPR that has scored in the past. So yeah. you can he can be valued during the season. Um, I'm getting rid of one of these many wide receivers. It's just a trash can on his bench. Um, like we said, if it whether it's Antonio Brown, whether it's Brian Edwards, um, I know some people still believe in Josh Palmer. Whatever, okay, fine. But you can get rid of Brian Edwards or uh, Antonio Brown and hold on to Tyler Conklin. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm doing is look because it's a two point PPR tight end league. I'm absolutely hammering tight end position on the waiver wire. Like your roster construction is all screwed up. You've got way too many wide receivers um, for my liking and only three tight ends. I'd be picking up several more tight ends. And like I said, just cutting some of the dead weight at wide receiver. If you want to go into the season heavy at running back and tight end, and even if they're just lottery tickets, fine. Because if any of those lottery tickets hit, you can cash out on them and get some draft capital, which you desperately need. Yeah, and then, Pollard's a good chip to play too to trade away. People love Tony Pollard. Definitely and vote for the best with Tony Pollard, and so you can sell high on that guy. Pollard's one you don't even have to wait to hit in season. So I like that. Yeah, where all these other guys like Keontae Ingram, Sony Michelle, Ronald Jones, you're going to need an injury or something to happen, and then you know they get that little three four week runway where you're going to be able to cash out the pollard yeah you could do that today you know the other thing with tight ends the reason people make tight end premium leagues is to bump up the scoring for the lower end players because with tight end you've got those like top three four guys that everybody wants and then all the rest of them so you're right if you grab a yeah, bunch they make them of higher diff- scoring relative to other positions right yeah. so if you grab I mean, a bunch of yeah, them like exactly you said off of the waiver wire and say next week this guy is going to be the starter you'll get some points that you might not be getting because you, you don't have the-, the bad ones still suck relative to the good ones based on tight end scoring right but yeah they're relative to other positions tight right. end is more valuable yeah. which is why you guys are right definitely should hit that there's no no reason to have only three um with foster moreau as the third one right <laughs> uh hope and a prayer um in a league with that kind of scoring and then have like 32 wide receivers and a bunch of you know bodies at running back now you need to have the running backs i, I, I get that but he has a lot of a lot of um, bulk at running back that he doesn't need and i'd keep the rookies i mean the yeah, yeah. all yeah, of yeah, rookies i mean got to start somewhere yeah, I definitely understand the shot at running back. Like it's it's really fine having all those running backs. Um, I'd rather have way too many running backs than way too many wide receivers. Sure. And like I said, looking at his roster, that's where he definitely is the dead wood is those wide receivers because anyone we there's about five wide receivers on that roster he could cut um, that he could get the exact same type of player off waivers in week yeah. three. So if he needed to. So that's cool. So these are the kind of things that we would do for our patrons that uh, are asking that. The other thing that happens. But also. (laughs) What? But also. was almost done. Kev, next time, actually share the league link with us um, and the picks because I do like to see what the trade block looks like as well. 
Um, cause well, that's kind of our thing is, yeah. I mean, if this yeah. guy has a ton of picks, I definitely want him to keep the rookies, right? If he's got a lot of picks in 2023 or he, you know, he's, he's trying to get those. I, I don't want him to get rid of players that he just got. Cause yeah. I mean, even though they're valuable and he can build his team, what's he going to build with more futures? These guys mm-hmm. are future right now. So, you know, you keep those guys, maybe the two tight ends, you keep the rookie wide receivers and Ingram, no one's going to pay for him anyway, and just gut it the rest of the way. Like, Somebody wants Winston. Somebody wants Locke and Fields. Mm-hmm. Like you can move every quarterback. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I see what you mean by gutting it. I just wouldn't really trade everything because I think if he gets rid of the rookie wide receivers that just went at you know in the first round like that, maybe the top half of the first round. Yeah, uh, was, was he going to turn it around and get twenty twenty three first? And then he, I mean, he's still waiting to rebuild. So I'd I'd caution him on that. But yeah, if he has a bunch of twenty twenty three picks like you probably have right going in then it's even more important, I think, to hang on to as rookies. So I think anybody that wants to send us these things, give us as much information that you can think about <laughs> for us to look at when we're making the evaluation. All the minutia. Um, yeah, exactly. The other thing that we do, obviously, is talk trades. And pretty much the group me chat, <laughs> any time of the day you could go in there and somebody's asking, hey, I got this offer, or hey, I'm looking to make this offer, or hey, what should I do? And you know, with other than just like asking Shane, uh, you know, everybody is talking in the group. It's like everybody's giving each other opinions. So we have a really great group of people in there that are answering everybody's questions, you know? So it's not just people asking us, it's everybody asking each other. So um, I do know we have a couple other trades here on the show sheet, but I think we're going to move those to the Patreon show and we're going to wrap up this one. And, um, you know, I hope that... Um, you know, maybe by doing this on the show, it'll get some more people to think, hey, let's go become patrons of, uh, of Dynasty Trades HQ and we can help you out with that stuff. Because Shane is always very happy to tell people that uh, unless you're a patron, he's not going to answer those questions if you send them. <laughs> Look at his face. If you yeah, send, send him your roster and DMs. <laughs> stop fucking DMing me. <laughs> That's funny. You know, next year, guys. We they, may, that's not true. He does. He likes the attention. Trust no, me. but he's he not. To talk, I, re- uh, I respond. To all I respond long. to DMs too, but just not with as much care. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Like, thank- sure, that's a good trade. Wait, did you notice that I'm giving up? Nope, didn't notice it because I don't look that hard. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Well, hey. So <laughs> check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. Um, and uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, including we got the the FF Expo coming up where all three of us are going to be there as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, rule number one, party. <laughs> is that our first rule? Yeah. Uh, you know, rule Jeremy, and, one, Jeremy, Jeremy and I are going to be driving for two hours on the way to the convention. So maybe we'll be uh, recording a show. We'll, we'll get Shane to get on on the phone and we'll record while we're driving. So we'll uh, just start recording when I pick you up from the airport and we'll, we'll not, we just won't stop. We'll put it out as like a, a mini, a mini series. <laughs> That'll be cool. Weekend. That'll be fun. So, all right. So say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye everybody. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. What are you doing? What is your face like that for? What the hell is that face? (laughs) Sorry.